Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Janine Bowen. She is the co-founder, co-owner of Her Collected. How are you doing this morning, Janine? I'm doing fantastic, Brad. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it is my pleasure and my honor. I know you and I have been trying to get this <laughs> done for a while now. So it's nice to finally actually have you here and be able to sit down and chat with you and learn a bit about who you are, what you do, learn more about Her Collected. So thank you for taking the time. I appreciate you. And I'm really looking forward to jumping into the interview. As am I. It's my pleasure. So Janine, you are a success coach specializing in leadership development, business support, and strategic planning. You're also, the, as I mentioned, the co-founder, co-owner of Her Collected. So you also work full-time. Can you tell us a bit about your current career and how long you've been a success coach? Okay. You know, when you rhyme it all off, it sounds like a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I have been coaching, counseling. I also do quite a bit of facilitation, workshop training, all of that. I've been doing that for well over 20 years and I've gotten my designation as a success coach about five years ago. Okay. So, you know, do the math, carry the one, you know, one of the, you know I started when I was five. So, you know, really. <laughs> for, the, for the sake of simple math. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love it. When was Her Collective founded and who came up with the name and how did you come up with the name? Okay. So we were founded in April, 2020, you know, as many, many yeah. businesses found themselves coming into flourishing uh, during that time. We were like, what do we do with ourselves? Let's start a business. So the name started as something completely different. That was oh, a complete okay. and total mouthful. So it was the Entrepreneur Collective. Okay. And it just got to the point where we could barely even say it. <laughs> so we just revisited the name and really thought about what we wanted to do. And we wanted to make room for the possibilities of new opportunities. And we didn't want to pigeonhole ourselves in a particular hole where it was only entrepreneurs that we worked with. So we just thought about the fact that we wanted to build a community and it only made sense that it would be called her collected at that point. Now, I know there's a little bit of a story behind the humble beginnings of her collected. You started out under a different name, as you just mentioned, and there were a couple other women involved in the project. So can you share a bit about that part of the journey with us? Well, you know, like all new ventures, there is a honeymoon phase where everybody is super excited. The work is easy. Yeah. The ideas are flowing. And then once it starts to get real and real choices need to be made and 
that profitability isn't quite there. It really forced everybody to take a look at their ability to commit, what they were willing to sacrifice. And as entrepreneurs know, you have to be willing to put in the work and a lot of hours here, get a lot of rejection. So the sacrifice was a little bit too much for a couple of the partners and they made the decision that it was not for them. And we respected that because I get it. We still have a really great relationship. Okay. And they cheer from the sides and of course attend every event. And uh, <laughs> yeah, they have lifetime passes. So <laughs> we're very honored to have had that energy in the beginning because it did create the foundation of momentum. And then, right. you know, now we are also in a situation where we may even transition even more. So we'll oh, see okay. what happens in the coming weeks and months. Yeah. Um, but like everything, we're evolving. So. Yeah. And so how long after you guys started, did the other two partners decide that it wasn't for them? I would say probably about six months. Oh, wow. So very quickly. Yes, very quickly. So I think that probably makes sense in any honeymoon, any yeah. relationship after the yeah. first six annul, months. Annul, like, the, annul the marriage. <laughs> yeah, you're like, mm, this isn't for me. I don't even really like you. <laughs> 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 so yeah, that's, that's when they made that decision and it was difficult for them, but you know, you know, when that energy is coming you're like, something's off, but I'll let you make that decision on your own with no yeah. pressure. Yeah. And so that it is your choice to make. And right. We'll make it as easy for you to make that choice, but we'll also support you as much as we can. Because that's what we do. Exactly. 100%. If it's not right for them, if they're not feeling the vibe and it's it's actually throwing the energy off of everything, it's not worth it for everybody involved. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What was the inspiration for creating Her Collective? And can you tell us a little bit more about what you guys do? Okay. So... The inspiration came from multiple sources. You know, it was one part me being dissatisfied with some of the options out there in terms of services and hiring people and it not quite working out despite, you know, all of the rave reviews online, which I was a little bit naive or was naive about the fact that people can manipulate their ratings. And I'm like, really? And (laughs) another, (laughs) I know, right? It's my first day on the planet. (laughs) And then the second part was I have this wonderful relationship with my nail tech and she's such a fantastic woman. And every time we get together, we have the most amazing conversations about life. And because she is constantly speaking to women, she has this great outlook on what they're going through, what their needs are. And she has found herself being a coach to some degree, to the point right. where I'm almost like, you need to get your certification. Yeah. Because you are providing a service unto a service. So based on our conversations, I was like, I really want to take what we do here and share it with other women. And I am blessed to have a girlfriend circle. And we have been friends for over 30 years. Oh, wow. Even though I'm only 25. I don't know how that works. (laughs) but It worked out somehow. Incredible. Right? And we often look back because I have a friend that now lives in Florida. And 
what have you. And we always feel so blessed to have each other because we realize as we've gotten older, not everyone has these beautiful friendships. Very true. And I think one part is as women, we've been socialized to be in competition with each other. 100%. And because there's only so many positions, there's only so much. And we've been taught to operate from lack. And in that lack, there's a lack of men, there's a lack of, you know, jobs, there's a mm-hmm. lack of all these things. So we compete with each other. And once we, and I think, you know, we're going through this great reveal or, you know, reckoning to some degree where we as women are realizing there is abundance of everything. And if we work together, we can lift one another up. And that is really the foundation of what HER is about. We want to be able to provide services that look like, you know, there is an element of business coaching, but it really is life coaching. Yeah. When we first got into it, it was really like, how do we build our community? And that is what our focus is. And once we build that community, that's when we can bring in all those wonderful resources and women who we've collected. And that's the collection part. Love it. Who provide an amazing service, have a you know, great product and just introduce them and, and say, if there's anything you need, we can make a referral of somebody who's doing something amazing. And that's really what it is. Cause a resource we, hub, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is amazing. We joke about in the beginning was like any one of us can make a referral for 20 different things. Like and we yeah. spend all of our time, people are like, I love this about you. I'm like, oh let me let me share my, you know, my person. And so why not streamline that and make it accessible to everyone? It's it's incredible to be able to connect people. I, I love being able to do that and just see those relationships that you help facilitate flourish and grow and see them collaborate and create yeah. something amazing. And it's just one of the most incredible feelings being able to give back in that way and help foster and build relationships. It's it's indescribable, honestly. I love being able to do that for people. Yes, and I agree wholeheartedly. It brings me a sense of fulfillment. I jokingly say that it's selfish of me. You know, watching people grow and flourish brings me so much joy. And having had a hand in that, you know, that's where I'm like, that's how I'm fulfilling my purpose. So, And that that's what life's about, truly, is yeah. helping create connections. It's about community, helping people grow and giving back. Yes. It's, yes. it's just phenomenal. So you, as mentioned, are obviously one of the co-founders of her. How did, and Loveline is, is your business partner. So how yeah. did you and Loveline meet? Loveline and I have known each other socially for, oh, it had to be, you know, six or seven years at the time. And we really, I love her energy <laughs> because she is so vivacious and a beautiful person inside and out. When I met her, I had a little bit of an obsession with her. <laughs> we have a mutual close friend and mm-hmm. anytime we go out, I'm like, is Loveline coming? Because <laughs> I just want to be in her presence because that's how much joy she brings people. And she's smart and she's a great storyteller. And so when I first presented the idea to our mutual friend, she was one of the first people I was like, I want her involved because I need that spirit and that energy because she is really the people part of what we do. 
it's funny because I'm like the antisocial social <laughs> person, like super social, but I'd rather be in the back making sure everybody's taken care of. Right, right. Um, all their needs are met. And mm -hmm. she's sort of up front, you know. Work in the room. Yeah, she works the room <laughs> and I make sure you're fat. Did you get enough to eat? <laughs> That's so me. it's a great, it's a great team. It's a great combination. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are your long-term goals for her collective? Like, where do you want to take the organization? Where do you want to take the business? Well, we have very clear goals and we set those in stone at the very beginning. And, you know, as things have evolved, timelines have shifted. And one of the most important things about my coaching in general, either it be for the business side or life skills is um, purpose. I preach purpose. I talk about purpose, how I got into uh, coaching. And it is my firm belief that we all have a purpose in this world, in this space, during this time. And we want to make sure that we allow people who come into our space to live their purpose, to discover their purpose in a safe environment. So we treat women like whole people. And I think that is a very huge part of what's missing in general yeah. for both men and women. We are compartmentalized into being mothers, fathers, workers, we don't get to be our whole selves. And as human beings, we have, you know, we have multiple interests. And once you almost feel like you have permission to delve into that, then you can be a whole person. So getting back to your question, <laughs> right? I'm going to take you on a journey. All right. um, I love going on journeys. <laughs> Where we want to go is we want to open that community aspect up and have weekly coaching sessions done in a group setting of women. If you follow me on Instagram, you know, each week I have a different topic and we explore that. So that would be, evolve into that coaching. Now, not everybody can afford coaching. It's right. expensive, mm -hmm. you know, and being able to provide it at a very low, you know, monthly fee so that it's not taking away from the other aspects of your life, but is also providing you with so much more. That is one of the biggest things. And it's like, I'm constantly working on, you know, that aspect of the website. Yeah. And trying to get it operational. And when you're, you know, the one woman show over here doing the, cause I do all the technical things, right. you know, it gets shifted. And so now we're just getting to the point where we, you know, we just have to do those fine tuning. We have, you know, we'll have, bring somebody on board to do that, look at it, make sure or I haven't messed it up too badly. And, you know, we really hope to launch this this spring. And that is the most important thing that we want to complete. And then, of course, having in-person, I hate the word networking because it sounds so forced, but gatherings. Had a mini gathering over the holiday of like 10 different women who didn't know each other. We were their common denominator. Mm -hmm. And even that was, you know, people who, you know, just like us met online and had yeah. never you know, met in real time. And, you know, it was such a phenomenal evening. And it was a reminder of the magic that happens when women come together and have no agenda. 
and we can just be ourselves and enjoy each other's presence and energy. So when that competition mindset is gone, it's yeah. a completely different world. And it's hard to shed that because like you said, women have been conditioned that they have to compete for everything. So it but once you shed that, it is unbelievable how much your world shifts mm-hmm. and changes and to help people as you're talking about earlier in your answers, helping people find their purpose. That is such an incredible feeling to be able to do that for someone. And I wish I could help everybody find their purpose because you, when you're, when you're living your purpose, it is such an incredible feeling. Like they say, it doesn't feel like work and you'll never work another day in your life when you find your mission and your purpose. And mm-hmm. to be able to find that is just incredible. Yes. You know, for me personally, I had been living aspects of my purpose because I had always been helping. But when I discovered how I was supposed to help, all the bells, the whistles, the alarms went off and I found my joy. And the interesting thing is, yes, I wear multiple hats. And as I say, I have two full-time jobs and a part-time job. I'm blessed that an aspect of my full-time job, there is that, not enough for me to be like this forever, but enough to keep me going until I can fully transition. Yes, it is magical. It is. It truly is. I love how you refer to the business as she or her, like it's an entity all on its own that I love that. I think it's incredible, like an alter ego, so to speak. Was this done intentionally right from the beginning? And why do you refer to the business in this manner? You know what, Brad? I love, love, love this question because we do. And it is intentional, but I don't think we ever said we're going to make this separate from ourselves. And I think we quite naturally refer to her outside of ourselves is because it's bigger than us. And we're just here basically to execute the vision, but we're not the vision. And we don't want to be, you know, we don't want to be defined by her because she essentially is all of us. Absolutely love it. That is powerful. Yes. It is truly powerful. When you explain that, that she is bigger than like, this isn't about you guys. It's not about Mm -hmm. you and Loveline. It's, it's serving a bigger purpose and it's about the collective. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I love that. Now, you call yourselves the facilitators of dreams. That's a pretty big title to wear. I know. We're so bold. <laughs> In what ways does her collected facilitate dreams for the women of your community? Okay. You know what? It starts by letting people know that the dream that they've been holding on to so close to their chest that they daydream about during the day, that is almost their secret light that they have and hold that dream needs to come true and it needs to be released it needs to be shared with the world because chances are that dream is a reflection of your purpose that's why you keep dreaming about it that's why it's niggling at you all the time it needs to be released and we want to create that safe space where you can release it and we're simply here to give you the tools and direct you to where you need to go. So when I first was like, we're the facilitators of dreams, you know, Loveline looked at me like, who do you think you are? And I'm like, we, we have resources. 
And if we don't have the resources, we know where to get them. And as big as it sounds, we do the easy part. What we do is easy because essentially you have to do the hard work. You have to be brave enough to be willing to live your dream. And interestingly enough, this week I'm focused on failure. And the fear of failure is what prevents people from moving forward. And the fear of what other people are going to think is what prevents people from going after what they want. Living a quiet, subdued life. You know, as women, we are taught to accept what is given to us to accept how we are treated. And we are told that our dreams don't matter because our job is simply to care for everyone else, to put their needs ahead of our own. And we're here to say that if you don't put your needs first, then you can never fulfill the needs of others. Very true. So simply put. Yeah. yeah. So that's where, you know, facilitating a dream, it's not that hard. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I've read that Her Collective has also been called a vessel for change. Can you explain that and why it's so important to you personally? Yes. Well, it is a long story. As you'll notice, all my stories are long. So we are working with an organization called Vessel for Change. And ultimately, there is an event that at some point will take place. But the founder of this organization has taken a step back to, to do some inner work. And as you may or may not know, we published a seasonal magazine called Her Collection. And the theme of our most recent issue was supposed to be Vessel of Change. And we encourage the people who are going to be featured to talk about how their business is a vessel for change. Now, since the project is on hold, our story of being a vessel for change really hasn't changed because what we are doing sits in that pocket of we want to live a better life for ourselves. And that's where we start everything. How will I improve my life? Because once my life is improved, how can I now then go and help improve the lives of others? And every single one of us on this planet is supposed to be a vessel for change. And until we all embrace that spirit, we will see what we currently have in the world right now, you know, yeah. more and all the other things that will continue on because we are not at a point as human beings that we realize that we're all connected. We're still allowing ourselves to be divided. And um, this, you know, sorry not to interrupt, Janine, yeah. but this whole situation in the world has caused so much divisiveness mm -hmm. among the human race. And it's horribly sad when yeah. you look at that and think about it. Yeah. And, you know, it only benefits a small percentage of people. Yes. And, you know, my mother's husband always says, and I'm sure it's a common phrase or saying, and I hope I don't completely botch it up, is a rich man's war is a poor man's fight. You yeah. know, it's the poor and the everyday and the middle class who suffer while, you know, others sit in their golden towers and direct and, and manipulate and poke and, you know, fuel the fires. But if each and every one of us put our metaphoric guns down and looked at the person beside us and saw their humanity, you wouldn't want to kill them. You would want the very best for that person. Absolutely. So, 
the 1% who make all the decisions and control everything. And it's horrible. It truly is. And it's just COVID, there has been so much good, I have to say, that has Mm -hmm. come out of COVID. There truly has, but there's been a lot of bad and it's shone a light on a lot of shit. And I think people, this has caused, I can't remember the word you used, but it's caused an awakening among people and lots of people are standing up saying, wait a minute, we don't have to do shit like that anymore. We can change the game, change the narrative and completely shift and do things differently here now. And COVID has shone the bright light on that and shown us. So that's been a very good thing that's happened. And all the businesses that have been created and all of that Mm -hmm. other stuff, we just have to, because of the media It's Mm. always dark doom and gloom about the whole situation that's going on. But if we took a minute and stopped and reflected and looked for the silver linings that are there clearly like staring you in the face, Mm -hmm. you know, if we can get more people on board to see these things, things will be so much better. And I, again, people are waking up and seeing it, which is great. It just needs to happen a bit more and more people need to get, and it it is coming. I think there's still going to be a lot more happening where there's going to be a huge, an even bigger awakening. It's like a, feels like a pressure cooker. The top top is going to blow soon. Mm -hmm. If you are a person who is sensitive to energy, you feel it. Like I, my chest always feels heavy and not in a sorrowful way, but in a way of like, something's coming, something's brewing and you have to stay the course and keep the faith in all of those good things because, you know, I hate to be like, oh, revolution is coming, but the people are waking up out of their sleepy, you know, go with the flow. Drone, like just, (laughs) you know, like there's a better way to life. Yes. Yes. You know, I just hope it continues the momentum and keeps going and it will, it will. I think so. Janine, what lights you up or inspires you the most about the work you're doing with her? I think we talked about it before, just watching those connections flourish and grow, uh, bringing people together who would never under normal circumstances cross one another's path because of maybe socioeconomic, cultural, whatever the reasons are, bringing them together and them finding common ground and creating relationships, business relationships that benefit one another. It makes me feel so much joy and so much pride. And that's what keeps me going. How has your experience working in corporate helped shape the Janine you are today, both personally and professionally, do you think? Oh, gosh. Well, I have always been a fighter and it (laughs) to my detriment in corporate because they don't want you to stand up for yourself or stand up for anybody else, which when I was younger, I didn't know how to fight those battles properly. And now that I am a fully grown human, I know how to utilize the resources of HR and, you know, documentation and all of those good things to protect not only myself, but others. You know, my full-time job, I work with a lot of young women who accept bad behavior. And I feel very empowered to be like, no, we don't accept that. What we do is we document, we make phone calls, we stand up for ourselves. We do it in a professional way. We do it in a respectful way but we make it very clear that under no circumstances will we be mistreated because the end result of that mistreatment is 
your mental health is going to diminish, you know, <laughs> take it from me and my anxiety, you don't need it. So I think those experiences for me, which are a part of my journey, really helped me to have a fuller understanding of what it's like truly to work for a corporation and why one would reject that life. And for me, my biggest struggle is my personal value. That's number one on the list is freedom. So working for a corporation really goes against my personal value system. So just being able to identify those things, but then being able to work in the, the parameters of it and then knowing full well that this is not forever. This has an expiry date. And these are the reasons why. I love that. This has an expiry date. That's, I love the way you put that. Well said, well said. Now, you had mentioned how you work with a lot of younger women and mentor help to empower these young women. What advice do you have for women who are looking to grow either their own business or within the company that they work for? That's a good question. Learn to ask for what you want. Number one, do not play small under any circumstance no matter who you're working for. Do not allow other people's shortcomings to reflect your progress. Unfortunately, there are too many people who operate from ego and this can create an environment where you're being, what's the word I want? I want to say smothered because that's what it feels like. Yeah. You know, your skills are diminished, What your value is undermined. So know what your worth is and don't be afraid to ask for it. Get really comfortable with talking about money, get really comfortable with negotiating. And believe me, these are things I struggle with being able to be, to go into a new position and be like, these are my salary expectations and they're not inflated. They're, you know, in, in line with my male counterpart. Yes. So do your homework, know your worth and don't accept anything less than that because okay. you can, Best believe your male counterparts are not. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Running a business that focuses solely on women and being a women's empowerment advocate, what do you do to empower yourself and other oh. women? Um, my empowerment, and it goes right back to knowing your purpose and standing fast in it, like, and having autonomy over your life and making choices that benefit you, putting you first and knowing that that's not selfish. That is how you can take care of others. You know, you should never be putting your needs or yourself second ever. Speaking of empowerment, what does that word mean to you? Empowerment means knowing yourself, being self-aware. And when you are aware of not only the things that you do amazing, but also your shortcomings, we're not perfect and you're not supposed to be, but knowing that is empowering because you can say, I do this really well, this not so much. And I'm yeah. working on this part of me to be better and honesty and truth and self-awareness. That's what empowerment is to me. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? Stubbornness. <laughs> <laughs> Plain and simple. That's it. Right. AKA determination. There right? we go. Let's use that one. That's better. Determination. <laughs> Speaking of success, how do you define the word success? What does that word mean to you? It's, I love this question because I wrote a piece and uh, I call it the four pillars of success. So okay. I am a part of a spiritual group that's based out of LA. And the leader of that group talks about everything. And one of 
the things was success. And it came down to four P's. Now, the first one being your purpose, when you know your purpose and you live in it. The second is prosperity and prosperity, meaning more than monetary things. Prosperity as a state of mind, prosperity in terms of your health and, you know, in your overall well-being, having a mindset of abundance. And the last two are people and planet. So basically, what are you doing to help others? And what are you doing to help sustain the planet? So when you have those four things in alignment, that's when you are truly successful. And we all have different definitions of success. So I definitely encourage people to have their own. But for me, it resonated so strongly that I was like, yes, that is my definition of success because it reflects my values. Love that. Beautiful definition. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before you learned it? And what was your life like after you learned it? The power of forgiveness. I grew up in a difficult family full of trauma, mental health issues, you know, some, you know, parental abandonment and then parental alienation. All these wonderful things you learn in therapy. (laughs) That is the other thing. Therapy, as I say, it's the gift you give yourself. Prior to understanding forgiveness, I think I was just angry because you, when you don't forgive others, you keep yourself in a state where you relive your trauma over and over and you you think about what that person did to you and how they destroyed your life and that and you make it all about them and you give up your power once you forgive now that doesn't mean you put yourself in the situation to be taken advantage of but once you forgive it allows you to release and it also allows you to take ownership and you know when Children are abused or what have you. They have no power. But once you become an adult, you have the power to take back your life. And if you choose to continuously give it away to that trauma, you will never live a life of abundance. You you will never live the life that you deserve. So forgiveness is one of those things that I encourage people to find it because it truly will set you free. Love that. Yeah. Because you're stuck. If you're stuck yeah. in that, you're going to stay there and you're not, they're winning. Yeah. That person is winning. Your mind doesn't know that these events aren't still happening. That's right. So when you replay them, you still have the physical, mental, emotional reactions. But if you allow and release and let go of it, you can move on with your life. Don't shortchange yourself. We only get one shot at this life. (laughs) So why not live it, as you say, in your purpose, live it, be happy. You only get one shot here. That's it. And there's so many unhappy people. I even think about what what we talked about with finding your purpose and living your purpose and thinking about all the people who are stuck in jobs they hate. Yes. And they go every day. I did it. We've all done it. Yeah. And you're miserable. What the fuck is the point of that? You're not living. Like, seriously, it's sad when you really boil it down and think about it. How sad is that? That these people stay stuck in that and they're not living their life and enjoy. They're living for two days of the week. Yes. They're throwing away five or two. two. How does that make sense? It makes zero sense. I'm no expert in math, but. Yeah, Yeah. not good math. That's like my math. Not very good. (laughs) It's just horribly sad. Existing. You're existing. Yeah. We're not here on the planet to exist. No. 
here to thrive and help one another thrive and just live a beautiful existence, whatever that looks like, you know, in nature and, you know, enjoying the arts. There's so many things to enjoy if you're spending 40 hours a week being angry yeah. and frustrated and anxiety filled. What are you doing to not only yourself, but your family and your loved ones? Because that energy is just flowing to but, them as well. But then you get people who say, well, I can't afford to quit. I can't, I can't afford to pursue my business. And so what do you say to people who say that? You can't afford not to. Right? <laughs> That's a great like, counter. Like, Figure it out, you know, I guess. Life is a choice. We all mm. have choices. And if you choose to stay, as many do, then you need to make that situation better. Right. So figure that out. If that is your choice, then how can you make this job more enjoyable, more mm. fulfilling? You know, does that mean you change departments? Does that mean, like, find yourself within that environment? We yeah. all can't be entrepreneurs. I get no. it. Well, I don't think it's like, for everybody either. No, it is not. Like nobody wants to work eight hours at their job, two hours in the morning for themselves, another two to three hours. Well, as, as you yeah. learned with your, with your two women that started out with you, it wasn't yeah. for them, right? Wasn't so for them. it's not for everybody. It takes a certain yeah. type of person for sure. Yes. It takes a stubborn person. <laughs> determined <laughs> determined let's use the right word <laughs> janine what would you say is one of your biggest life lessons or teachable moments and what did you learn from it one of my life lessons was to make hard decisions and it almost relates to what we just talked about i had to make the tough decision to go back to corporate you know and what made it difficult was that i had just figured it out I had just found my purpose. I had just started the journey of being like, okay, it is the coaching. You know, I had gone to school for social work. The model back then wasn't empowering. It was enabling. And then when I found coaching, I was like, this is it. And literally I finished my coaching program and like within a month I was back in corporate. And the lesson was sometimes you have to take a step back to make that leap forward. And there's that. nothing wrong with that. You know, people get caught up in, oh, what will anybody else say? I don't care. You're not paying my mortgage, <laughs> right? Very true. Why are we so worried about what other people think when they're not living our life? You know, yeah. you should be worried about what does your soul think? You know, how yeah. are you going to bed at night? Are you happy with the decisions that you've made for yourself or your family? That was it. And I don't regret it because I know now when I take the full leap forward, I won't have to look back. Excellent. Well done. Janine, what would you say are the top three skills needed to be a successful entrepreneur? Okay. All right. So not in any particular order. I would say you need to create routine. I have created a routine. It's on my phone. So the calendar will be like at this time, you know, you, I wake up at this time every day. You know, I walk the dog at this time, you know, we eat breakfast at this time, which once you create that routine in your life, it makes room for everything else. You know, I work on business between seven and nine, and then I start, you know, the full-time job on my lunch hour, I will do these three things and then yeah. I'll finish my day, walk the dog, eat, take another two hours and then have an hour of rest. 
The other thing is planning. I preach planning. Have a plan. It doesn't mean that your plan is etched in stone, but it gives you direction. And you can revisit it at any point in time as things change. But if you don't have something written down, ideally, I'd like people to use pen and paper to write out a plan because something magical happens when you put pen to paper, depending on your spiritual beliefs. You know, yeah. <laughs> old school, old school um, is the way to go. Yeah, old school, you know, you really can do a brain dump in a great way. And then if you want it to look nice, then you can Mix it up you on know, the computer. transfer it into <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some kind of document in case you have to present it to somebody and you don't want them to see your chicken scratch. <laughs> and the last thing is faith. You have to believe that what you're doing is the right thing for you. So routine, a solid plan, and faith. And I could add, and I would also say, get yourself a coach. Because there we go. Yeah, that's it. That's it. What would you say is the most entrepreneurial thing about you? My drive, you know, I, my brain is constantly working on strategy and ideas and, you know, it doesn't stop. Sometimes it's exhausting and (laughs) schedule rest and, you know, days of just, I'm going to the spa all day, turn my phone off, but that would be it for me. What is one thing you wish you had known when you started your entrepreneurial journey? The first time, (laughs) you know, I step out of fear and into faith and just know my intuition has never done me wrong. When I have followed that gut feeling and been like, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm doing it. I've always won. But as soon as you start to doubt and ego comes in because your ego is there to protect you from what it doesn't know. And it wants you to stay exactly the same. It does not like change. So when you start to change, it will play tricks on you. Change is scary as shit. It's, yeah. It really is. But nothing grows inside of comfort zones. So nothing. step out. Yeah. As difficult as, as that is, yeah. you have to. You have to push yourself beyond those limits because you're not going to go anywhere if you don't. You stay no, stuck. Yeah, a lot of the same. So if you like the way it is right now, then you don't have to change. But yeah. if you look at your life and you're like, something's got to give. Yeah. To step out on faith and see what's really waiting for you. Something great is waiting for you. You just have to, as they say, it's on the other side of fear. Yep, absolutely. What is an unexpected blessing or occurrence in your life that you're grateful for? My dog. <laughs> my best friend, aka my colleague who gets paid yes. to just <laughs> lays around shit. and eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, like we need to do a performance performance improvement program for you you're You're getting put on a pip that's it (laughs) i don't like how you're performing in your back chat all the time (laughs) all the time you know i have two dogs and i just i love having dogs they are in my opinion they are the only things on the face of this earth capable of unconditional love like total 100 true unconditional love They are the only creatures capable of that. I would agree 1000% and every other dog owner would agree with you as well. For sure. Okay. We're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions just be two, three, four word answer type thing. Okay. Okay. 
How would you describe yourself in one word? Determined. What's the first thing you think when I say the word future? Great. What was your dream job as a child? To be a clown. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense now, right? All makes sense now, Brad. Oh my God, I have never heard that answer before. It was the thing when I was a kid. Most most kids are scared of clowns. <laughs> yes, and I'm like, that's what I want to do. I want to be that. That is hilarious. <laughs> <sighs> what would your family and friends list as a couple of your best characteristics? Oh, loyalty, honesty, sometimes brutally, but always done from a place of love and kindness and kind. They'd probably all say, say that I'm a crybaby and they'd be right. No, not at all. <laughs> if you could teach the world one thing, what would that one thing be? To operate from love and kindness. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? Greed. I would take away money. Go back to the barter system. Yeah. Speaking of money, what's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? I want my dog to live as long as I do. Like the day that I leave this planet we will do so together hand in paw (laughs) i love it (laughs) that concludes our rapid fire section now back to our regularly scheduled program okay if you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one-hour conversation with one woman any woman in the world who would it be and why okay well right now it would be Issa ray i'm a little bit obsessed with her because i watched the entire not even season the all of insecure in like a few weeks and I left it feeling like she was telling my story to some degree and so now I'm like I just want to talk to you I just really wanted to know your experience and how you develop these beautiful characters that we got to watch evolve and you took us on this journey and it was funny and it was smart and it, you cheered for them and and it was so brilliant you know we talk about good television and that was good television so that would be you know for years and years it was oprah like i feel like everybody wants to speak yes as of late that is my girl right now i'm like i want to talk that's who you're fangirling over yes janine what does the best version of you look like when you close your eyes and imagine it you know I think I am evolving into the best version of myself. So each day I start to look more and more like her, you know, it's this truth, you know, living your truth in a way that is not destructive because people will talk about living their truth, which means they just sometimes shit on people because they're like, this is my truth. Well, your truth may not be factual. (laughs) So I respect that that's your truth, but it may not be the truth. So honoring myself, honoring my experiences, healing myself, where I've noticed there needs to be work done. If I could just get this fiery temper under control, I'd be okay. (laughs) But, you know, she doesn't come out in public only when I'm driving, you know? Let's get the road road rage. rage. (laughs) Yeah, that's the only time she gets completely out of control. But more and more, I'm I'm becoming the woman I want to be. And I'm very, very proud of myself. And I'm not ashamed to say that. And I or should you be want more, more women to be able to say that. I love that answer. What is your why? Because I don't know any other way. I don't know any other way to be. I don't know any other way I want my life to unfold. 
I have a very strong moral compass to the point that sometimes I find it annoying because <laughs> it makes me do hard things. Uh, there and, you go. And that is probably the why. It's that moral compass being like people need to be treated well. And if they can't say something, I'm going to. I'm the person in the store that if a customer's yelling at a soils person, I'm going to step in. Not many people would. Many people would just no. sit back and let it go, right? If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Stay away from fuck boys. <laughs> Girl, they are not for you. Focus on your business, your education. Stay away from them. That would be my advice. All right. Pretty straightforward. <laughs> Lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, like your people, your tribe, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What words of wisdom would you impart? It would be no matter where the darkness is in the world, there is always light. And we must seek that out because there is no other way. You have no choice. Otherwise, you succumb to the darkness. And we have seen those before us walk in that light and how powerful that can be. And we have to pick up the torch and continue. Dad, I love it. Janine, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. I have completely, thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. It's been hilarious, informative, inspiring. You are a truly beautiful human being, soul, and woman. I thank you for taking the time to be here today. And I am so honored and happy to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. And I appreciate you. It's been an absolutely amazing conversation. Thank you so much. The honor has truly been mine. I'm so glad that we could finally do this. Thank you so, so much. My pleasure. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Janine Bowen. She is the co-founder and co-owner of Her Collected. Thank you so much, Janine. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. You as well. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.